church. Good morning to you all. How are we doing this morning? We're doing okay? You doing what? Okay. Amen. <laughs> We're excited to have you all with us this morning. We've come to praise the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. It is the Lord who gives us joy. There's no other joy. The world can't give you joy. But the Lord can give you joy, amen. So we're here to sing praises to the Lord this morning. And when we sing, let's not just sing down at our hymn, hymn book, but let's just sing to the Lord this morning, amen. Hymn 468, hymn 468, Joy Unspeakable will be our opening hymn, and then we'll have a word of prayer. If you're able to rest upon your feet, if you're able to rest upon your feet, we're going to sing Joy Unspeakable, hymn 468, hymn 468, Joy Unspeakable, sing along. I have Father, we thank you again for today that we gather together here to praise your name, to listen to your word here, and to glorify your name here, Lord. We just want to pray for, for the preachers to be filled with the Holy Spirit as he preaches your word to your people for your glory. Then help us to listen to your word through him. Lord, we also pray for the, anyone who does not know Jesus Christ as, as their Savior is here, Lord. Please help them to see what they needed through the preaching here, Lord. We love you. We thank you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen, and we can have joy unspeakable because of what happened at the cross, amen. 
What happened at the cross? Hymn 121, hymn 121 is all about the cross. As we were talking about in Sunday school this morning, Brother Big Nell reminded us of the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. It all began at the cross. Hymn 121, hymn 121 at the cross.
anything, even the rocks would cry out, amen? So I'm thankful for that this morning, and let's all stand, and let's just go ahead and, and piggyback right off of that and sing glory to his name, hymn number 586. Amen and amen. And 586, glory to his name. Amen. Central Park Baptist Church this morning. We're glad that you're here. Welcome to our service. If you're a first-time visitor here and you did not receive a visitor card, as our ushers come, if you'll raise your hand, they will give you a visitor card. If you've never received a visitor card, please fill that out. Then after the service, I'll meet you in the foyer in front of a desk. On the back wall, it says welcome. And I have, I'd like to exchange your visitor card for a gift bag. I'd like to give you a gift bag to thank you for coming and being a part of Central Park Baptist Church this morning. We appreciate you coming. We're glad that you did. There are a lot of churches in the area, and you chose to be here this morning. And we pray that this service will be a blessing to you to cause you to grow closer to Jesus Christ. Thank you for being here, and welcome to Central Park Baptist Church. If you're a veteran here this morning, and you did not receive a ticket, if you're a veteran here this morning, and you did not receive a ticket, would you raise your hand up? Amen. Oh, good. Amen. Amen. 
Would you stand up for me? Yeah. All of them or just yeah, them? All of them. All of them. I, but keep your hand up. If you're a veteran here and you didn't get your ticket, stand up and hold your hand up till they get you a ticket. But if you're a veteran, if you'd stand, please. If you're a veteran, if you'll stand, please. Thank you for your service. Stay there until they give you a ticket. We've got a little drawing we want to give to you. Amen. If you can't stand, I understand that, brother. If you need to sit, you go ahead. Did you get a ticket? Did you get a ticket? Okay. Good deal. All right. Brother Preacher, you take it. How many of y'all are Army? Brother Daniel, what branch did you serve? Air Force. Air Force. Air Force. Any other Air Force besides Brother Daniel? Oh, amen, Brother Marco. Amen. Now, my preacher friend, he's Air Force, and I always give him a hard time because I've heard it's called Chair Force. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah. He, uh, he, and this is, he would always say, you know, you, you know, you've got the Marines and the Army. They're out there in the, the mud and, uh, you know, out there in the elements and all this stuff. And he said... He goes, me, I'm Air Force. We're back here, you know, in the air conditioning, you know, sitting at our desk, eating good food, and they're out here eating these MRE things, you know, and all this stuff. He said, that's the difference between Air Force and, and uh, the Army and things like that. So, but anyway, he was, he was proud to be in the Air Force, amen. Uh, but I'm thankful for all of our veterans, amen. And, and we have some that aren't here today. Uh, amen, that's fine. <laughs> amen. Um, and I'm thankful for, I, I love our military. I, I think Amen. that uh, our government ought to do better. Yeah. Amen. 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 I believe that with all my heart. Uh, anyway, that's a different sermon, you know. Uh, I won't get off on my soapbox on that, but uh, I just, they should be treated better. Amen. So, Amen. But, uh, but we've got a couple things for you this morning. Amen. And, uh, where, did, did you have, who's got those other half of those tickets, Brother Eugene? I'll bring them up here for me. All right, let me. Brother, yes, sir. All right. This is for the. This is the quilt that Miss White made. This. Amen. <laughs> they like two Vanna Whites. You know it. <laughs> Amen. That looks nice. I like that. I like that. Very nice. Very nice. Well, we're going to draw for that, veterans. So, well, let me encourage you to get your uh, get your uh, tickets out and get them ready to go. And okay, pick out that. <laughs> That's what's bad is I got to stand away up here just so I can be eyeball to eyeball with you. You know? Yeah, I'm sorry. No, you're good. All right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. All right. Thank you. Uh, the last three numbers that are probably they may all the first two are four four. Anybody, who's still in? <laughs> Who up, Brother Dan? The, the next number is one. Four, four, one. Oh, is that you? Amen. Come on, brother. Amen. That's awesome. <laughs> Amen. That's great. Amen. Amen. Come on up here. Yes. Amen. Amen. Awesome. awesome. I like that. Amen. Amen. That's all right. If you don't, if you don't want it, I'll be, I'll swap you some for it later. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. Stay right here, Brother John. Stay right here. We all, men, uh, if you're in, the, if you served in, in the armed forces, we, uh, we've also got something for you here. We want you to come and get one. Okay. Come on up, uh, all you veterans. Y'all come on. And 
grab yeah yeah take one brother brother maker we'll bring you one if you don't if you want to we don't that's fine amen, amen. come on brother Sorensen amen come on brother Charles yeah don't be bashful you you earned it amen let's give them a big hand this morning amen There's some in here with hair care product in it if you want one, all right? You know, guys like me and Brother Charles, we may need that later, you know, but, uh, but anyway. But I, I really appreciate our armed forces, and I thank God for them and what they've done for us. I thank also what the Lord Jesus Christ did for us on the cross, amen? And uh, that's why we're here today, to worship and honor Him as well uh, in everything that we do and say today. And, and we do that as well through our tithes and offerings. And I want to encourage you today, God help you today, to let's be uh, generous and cheerful givers as we give unto the Lord. Uh, and I say this all the time, but it's in my heart today that, that we need to fill up this green space in here. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, the, I'm talking about where there's, now we've got a lot of folks that are out sick today and you pray for them. But we, we have a lot of work to do. And time is short. If you haven't noticed, there's wars, there's rumors of wars, there's pestilence on every hand. And God says when you see these things happening, lift up your head for your redemption draws nigh. So uh, it's close, amen. So the time is urgent. And I want to encourage you. May God help us to be good givers so that we can do uh, reach more people so that we can be more effective in reaching out into this area and reaching the foreign fields with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And all God's people can say, Amen. Father, help us, Lord, today. We pray to bless this offering. God, please bless the gift and the giver. And may we use it to reach out, Lord, and see souls come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Thank you for our veterans, Lord, not only those that are here, but, God, those that are have served in the past, those that are in active duty now. Today, we pray your protection on them as well. We even pray for Israel, Lord. Uh, God asking you to watch over them, that's your people, and so God, we pray that God, your perfect will will be done there. So bless this offering, bless the gift and the giver, Lord, we give you praise in Jesus' name, amen. If you have an offering, you please come. church for those who are fifth grade and under fifth grade and under you're now dismissed for junior church the korean ministry is now dismissed for korean church and the remainder of us if you're able to rise we would love for you to join us in singing hymn 118 the way of the cross leads home after this hymn please greet each other please greet each other hymn 118 the way of the cross leads home i mm-hmm. 
together at this time. The blood that Jesus shed for me Away <clears throat> back on Calvary The blood that gives me strength From day to day It will never lose its power It soothes my doubts And calms my fears and it dries all my tears the blood that gives me strength from day to day it will never lose its power for it reaches to the highest mountain and it flows through the lowest valley the blood that gives me strength from day to day it will never lose its power for it reaches to the highest mountain and it flows through the lowest valley the blood that gives me strength from day to day it will never lose it will never lose it will never lose its power
friend, and and uh, the friend they claimed to be saved, and uh, but this person was still concerned, and and they said about their friend, they said he's saved, but I don't see any birthmarks of Christianity in him. Okay, now I thought to myself, you know, what a what a good way to say it. Uh, since and so I began to think about that that statement and. And so I want to talk to you this morning about the birthmarks of a Christian. Because whenever a child is born into the world, as I've already said, and hang on, we're going to read in just a minute. Whenever a child is born into the world, that child has some features about it that it got from its mother and dad. Amen. In the case of my kids, it was their incredible good looks. Amen. I know it's a burden, but we all, you know, some of, some of us bear those things. Y'all say, y'all say Amen. Amen. Uh, but seriously, you know, a, a child will bear some resemblance to their parents because it's a result of the union between that mom and that dad. And the same thing is true of a spiritual child. That the saved person has been born of God. He's an offspring of God. And, and, and that saved person ought to have some of the features of his heavenly father. He ought to, that person ought to have some divine birthmarks. Still follow me, say amen. amen. And the longer I'm saved, the more I ought to look like him. Second yeah, Corinthians amen. chapter 3, look in amen. verse 18 there. It says, but we all with open face beholding as in a glass. To the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Let me read, let's read that again. Read it with me in verse 18. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Father, I pray that you'd bless this morning. Uh, help me, God, to bring the message, Lord, that you've laid upon my heart. And may we really uh, examine ourselves today, Lord, about these birthmarks. God, they're important. Uh, we ought to have them as a born-again child of God. And, and, Lord, if there's someone here that's not saved, I pray, dear Father God, that they would please examine their hearts about their salvation as well. And, Lord, if they're lost, they'll come to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior here in this place this morning. And so bless us, Lord, today. Bless the reading of your word, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Thank you, and you may be seated. Brother Andrews, this is a little bit loud out here, I think. Might turn that down some, okay? Now, I think we're faced with a serious problem today in Christianity, and the problem is that there's a, uh, a lot of folks wearing the name Christian, but they don't have any apparent birthmarks. Well, let me say that again. I don't think y'all heard me. Uh, there's a lot of folks wearing the name Christian today, but they have no apparent birthmarks, spiritually speaking. You can't find anything about them that resembles the Heavenly Father. They... They may be moral, they may be good people, uh, they, you know, they may be doing things that are right in a sense, but uh, in, in the sense of this flesh, but they have no birthmarks. And in that case, there can only be one of two things that, uh, that can be true. <clears throat> Either they're not saved, amen, which means that no matter what they call themselves, they can call themselves Christian, they can call themselves Baptist, but no matter what they call themselves, they'll die in their sins without Christ. And see, I'll stay with me, say amen. Either they're not saved or else they are saved, but they've backslidden so much that you can't tell that if they're saved or not. 
Amen. It's just a, a matter of time before they, and when someone's backslidden away from God like that, it's just a matter of time before, uh, before God gets them. And the Bible says that if, God, if we're saved and God loves us and we belong to Him, that He will chasten us. He chastened those whom He loveth. And so here in the book of 1 John, if you'll turn over there with me now, this is a good book to study. Uh, and partially because it deals with this subject. And, and, it, and in this book, it gives us three birthmarks in First in John that every one of God's children ought to have. If a person says, I'm a Christian, but he does not have these things, then there's something wrong. Are y'all still here? Say amen. Y'all are awful quiet today. If you look in verse 5 of chapter 1, the first thing I want you to see, the first birthmark of a Christian, according to John, is holiness, okay? Verses 5, it says, This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. I like that. It, you know, those two words are there for a reason, and that'd be a good study to see if they are in other versions than our King James Bible. But our Bible says that in him is no darkness at all, period. And if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, amen, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. So now John tells us here that God is light, all right? Say, well, what's that mean? Well, it means that God is holy and there's no darkness, no evil, or any wrong found in him. People say, I've had people say, well, what if God, there's no no such thing as a what if when it comes to God and sin. I mean, it's hard for us to comprehend, but there's nothing, there's no what ifs uh, with God. There is absolutely no darkness, no evil, or any wrong found in him at all. And so since he's holy, that means he hates sin. Watch. And sin is an enemy of holiness. Amen. And there's several places in the Bible that tell us how God feels about sin. And you can write these down. One is found in Jeremiah chapter 44 in verse 4. And we find God pleading with Israel not to sin. And in this verse, he said, he said, oh, do not this abominable thing that I hate. Listen, God hates sin, period. In the book of Habakkuk, in describing God, God said, or in describing sin, God said, Thou art of pure eyes, describing God, and says, Thou art of pure eyes, and to behold evil, and canst not look on iniquity. So sin is sickening to God. It's repulsive to Him, and, and He won't even gaze on it. That, that's what it means when it says that God is light. That's why when the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary, the Bible says he bore our sin. He, he that knew no sin became sin for us. Listen, God for the first time and only time turned his back on his son. Yeah. Amen. Why? Because God cannot look upon sin. Why? Because he's holy. That's why. Uh, God, is de- he detests sin. And so when it says here that God is light, it literally, this is what it's telling us. And when you were born again, now watch, you received some character traits from your heavenly Father. You received His nature. 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 4, it says, 
we are partakers of His divine nature. I mean, well, what's God like? Well, He's like light. Amen. He hates sin. He loves purity. Hebrews 12, 14, it tells us without holiness you can't see God. Now, I'm not saying that now that I'm saved or now that you're saved that you'll never sin again. That's not, that, will, that is not uh, achievable this side of heaven. You'll, we'll, we will never come to the place this side of heaven where we will experience sinless perfection. As long as we live in this flesh right here. Amen. We will be sinners. There's two kinds of people in this world today. There's saved sinners and there are lost sinners, but we're all sinners. Amen. Uh, we have that in common. God said in Romans, for all have sinned. I don't know. I guess that means everybody. Amen. And, but without holiness, you can't see God. First John also says, if we say we have no sin... We deceive ourselves, and then the truth is not in us. So God can't sin. Unfortunately, we're not like him in that respect, at least not yet. But when he comes, when the, the, the eastern sky parts and the trump of God sounds, this corruption will put on incorruption, amen? This sinful body will put on a sinless body. Why? Because we will be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And at that point, we'll be sinless. I'm looking forward to it. I wish he'd come today. Yeah. But we're not like him today. Um, but God can't also enjoy sin in that way. I mean, think about this. Or excuse me, God also can't enjoy sin. And because he can't enjoy sin, since we have been born again as his children, then we ought not be able to enjoy sin. Um, now, we do sin, right? Amen. But the more we sin, the more miserable we should become. Why? Because we, when we're saved, we have been a partaker of His nature. That's what that 2 Peter 1, 4 says. We are partakers of His divine nature. We are new creatures in Christ Jesus. So a born-again child of God ought not be able to sin and think nothing of it. Amen. And the reason why is because I'm like my father. And because I'm like him in that way, then sin ought to grieve, just like it grieves him, it ought to grieve me the same way. Sin and, uh, ought to bother us. Listen, Ephesians 4, 24, it says that we ought to put on the new man, which is after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Now, and I'll be honest with you this morning, I don't understand someone who says they're saved and sin don't bother them. Are y'all still with me? Say Amen. Listen, and uh, listen, sin ought to bother a born-again child of God. And it seems that some today uh, may be like that. There may be some where you, you can do some things and it don't bother you much. Listen, if that be true, it, it, listen, <clears throat> sin today is anything that moves us away from uh, from being like God. Sin is anything that uh, it's an iniquity and gets between us and God. Listen, and God hates that. Turn this down a little, turn this down a little bit more. Uh, listen, God detests sin. And, and if we're going to be like God, then we must detest that too. And for a born-again child of God to, to be able to do those things and it not bother them, then something's wrong. 
And it seems today that, that a lot of Christians today who carry the name the child of God, that, that there's, when sin takes place in their life, there's no remorse. In a genuine Christian's life, listen now, sin is going to be like a cinder in your eye. I remember when <clears throat> I put a, some a metal stuff on a little a porch thing in the backyard when we was up here in Carrollton, and, and I put screws down in, through it, you know, and so that it would hold it down and wind wouldn't make it rattle and all this stuff. Well, I got out there one day, and, and the screws were sticking through about this far, and I took a little grinder, a cutting wheel, and I was cutting them off. Well, the first day, I thought, man, I did real good, had my safety glasses on, Worked on it for a few hours, and just and then I'd stop. Well, the next day, I thought, I'm going to get out there and finish those. It wasn't very many, half a dozen maybe. And I couldn't find my safety glasses, so I thought, eh, there's only a few. Yep. And I'm out here grinding on this first screw, and, and you know, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm blinking real fast, thinking if I blink real fast, then it'll, it'll be good. Well, <clears throat> that night I laid down, and it, it, by the way, stuff like this only happens on Saturday night. <laughs> you know, you follow me? And so I, I, I'll go to bed, and I'll wake up about midnight, and man, my eye is bothering me like crazy. And I just, my, I go in the bathroom, I look, and I'm putting drops in it, thinking, man, I got sin. I'm rubbing it, you know, thinking that maybe I just, I didn't think about that. And then about 2 o'clock in the morning, I wake up, and man, my eye is just red, and, it is, and it's hurting now. And I'm thinking, I need to go to the doctor, you know. So I go to the emergency room right over here in this new place. And I go in there, and they, they look at it, and they do all kinds of things, and they put some drops in there, and it's the kind of drops that deaden your eye. You know, you follow, you're still with me, say amen. Now, we're talking about how sin ought to bother us. And they looked and looked and looked, and they said, well, uh, we just don't see anything in there. Well, listen, I knew it was in there. I could feel it. It bothered me. I mean, you're walking around, your eyes watering like you're crying, and you're blinking all the time, and I'm thinking, my. So they just leave me in there for, I know it was 45 minutes and never came back. So I just left. And I drove to Plano. And I went in their emergency room. And I walk in, and I'm, I told them, I said, listen, I have got something. I think I've got a slither of metal in my eye. And they said, how'd you get that in there? And I said, oh, it's a freak accident. You know, you don't want to look stupid. You know what I mean? Uh, so I went in, and they did the same thing. And, and he's looking around in my eye, and he goes, I just don't see anything. I said, I know what's in there. I can feel it. And he's looking and looking, and he goes out. He puts on them, them deadening drops in my eye again. And, man, you talk about instant relief. And I'm thinking, oh, man, that feels so good. And it's a little old bitty bottle. And I said, can I have that bottle? And he went, no. And I said, didn't I pay for it? He goes, yeah, but you can't have it. So they, they, uh, they looking in. He came back in the second time. He's looking. He said, I just don't see it. And, it, and I'm moving my eye around. He goes, oh, wait a minute. I see it. And I said, oh, man, thank you, Lord. And, I'm, and by now, it's probably 3.30 in the morning. Sunday morning, a.m., I'm thinking, i got to get take care of this. I've got to preach in just a little while. 
And so he looks, and he comes back in. He puts another drop in my eye, and, man, now, now it's re- feeling really good. And he gets a big old long needle out about like this. And he comes in, he pulls my eye open, and he says, okay, now don't blink. <laughs> and I can hear the needle. He's, he's, he's flicking at that thing on my eye, and you can hear the needle going, toing. And he messes around there for a minute, and he goes, oh, look, I got it. And I'm thinking, praise the Lord. And he says, well, you're good. And he says, I'll get your paperwork and stuff. And so he says, he comes back and he says, "Uh, okay, as soon as they'll come in, you can have this. And I got the medicine, stuck it in my pocket, and, and they signed me out and I left. My point is this. I knew it was there. It bothered me. The, the quick fix, the medicine, it wore off a little bit later, by the way. And I'm glad I had a little bitty bottle. It wore off and it hurt all over again. Oh, it hurt. And the more, listen, sin is the same way, by the way. As a child of God, sin ought to bother us like something is in our eye. We just can't stand it. And we got to do anything that we can possibly do to get it out. It hurts. It bothers us. And, and listen, and, and we need to, we don't go to the physical doctor, but we can go to the great physician. And, and he will apply the, the word of God to our lives. He will to be a, it will be the great physician doing surgery in our life. And he will point out what's wrong with us in our life to get us back on the path to being holy and listen sin ought to bother us just like that but we today as Christians we do things today and and it doesn't bother us Uh, listen when we do things a child of God sin ought to bother us sins like I don't know let's just mention a few maybe like not tithing okay we'll move on because I know all of y'all tithe I don't know, maybe faithful attendance. Yeah. Boy, get quiet sometime. Now we're doing good so far because maybe I haven't got on yours. But you know what they are. Yeah. Listen, sin is sin, period. And it ought to bother us. Why? Because we're like our Father. If we're saved, we have taken on a new nature. And that nature is that of holiness. And, and maybe if you think about it that way, maybe that'll explain some things to you about why maybe you've gotten so negative about some things. I don't know. Have you gotten negative about some stuff? Maybe you've gotten away from God a little bit. And, and sin, listen, when sin is in our life, and we're, listen, and as a child of God, sometimes as a Christian, we're hard to get along with. Why? Because, you know, uh, when that doctor told me that I don't see anything in there, you know what I said? Yes, there is. There's something in there. Yeah. I was a little bit, you know, yeah, upset because I knew something was wrong. Listen, Christian, you know if something's wrong. Nobody has to tell you that. Why? Because there's that still, small voice of the Holy Spirit of God that lies in you that said, listen, there's something wrong with you. Come to the doctor. He that cometh unto me, I will in no wise cast out. Yep. So that first birthmark is holiness. But look in verse 3 and 4 in Second John 2, or 1 John 2. It says, and hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. Look in verse, we're going to read down through verse 6. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments. What's it say? Read it. That's pretty straight. 
uh, he that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments. Are there more than ten? Absolutely. He said he's a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. That word perfected means matured. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. Listen, the second birthmark of a child of God is holiness, or excuse me, is obedience. And if we say that we're a saved person, then, then you ought to have that divine nature of God within you. And it means that, that, again, part of you is like him, and a part of you will yearn to do the right thing. And it can't be any other way if you're truly saved. You'll be obedient to what he wants you to do. God didn't save you, then put in you a desire to be disobedient. He saved you and made you so that you would want to do what's right. And folks, disobedience is not a characteristic of God. That, that is a characteristic of Satan, of this flesh. Listen, Satan was the first one that started all this. He was disobedient. He walked in a path that God didn't want him to walk. And he said, I will make my throne above his. I will be like the Most High God. Listen, he was absolutely disobedient. And by the way, God said he's a liar and the father of all lies. Uh, a birthmark of salvation, though, is doing what God wants you to do. And John really makes it plain right here. He said that if you claim to know God and don't keep his commandments, then what does that make us? Yeah, we don't want to say that out loud, do we? He said we're a liar. Now, some pre people say, well, now, preacher, are you saying that everybody who disobeys God is lost? No, I'm not saying that. Neither is John. What he did say was that if you're not doing what God told you to do in, 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 in right now in our daily life, then you don't know him. Amen. That means one of two things. Either you've never met him and you've never gotten saved, or it means that you may be saved, but you don't know him like you ought to. And neither one of those things are good things to be. Neither one is a good condition to be in. And listen, I, I love Central Park Baptist Church. I was telling somebody the other day, I eat, drink, and breathe Central Park. Amen. He said, well, you ought to. You're the pastor. No. If you're a saved, born-again child of God and a member of this church, then you ought to do the same. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love folks that I want to get all we can and can all we get. Um, and, and, you know, and, but we, we got to be careful. Uh, but we cannot, you know, there's no saying, we cannot mollycoddle sin. Can't do that. We can't, uh, we can't play around with it. We can't condone it or tolerate it any, in any shape or form. Amen. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say things like, well, that's just the way it is sometimes. And when it comes to sin, I'm not going to say, well, God understands. No, I'm not going to say that. But what I am going to say is, if, if sin don't bother you, then you need to check your salvation. Because a birthmark of being saved is keeping God's commandments, according to, according to John. And, and this, is our, this is our rule of faith here, is it not? Yeah. A birthmark of salvation is holiness. One is obedience. Luke 4 or 646, it says this, And why call ye me Lord, 
and do not the things which I say. John 14, 15, he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. O-B-E-D-I-E-N-C-E. You follow? I mean, we, Brother Shelton leads that and singing. I think that's a good little song. I, at first, I thought, why are we singing that? But you know, it kind of sticks. And that's a birthmark of a Christian obedience. Look in, look in chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. We're going to look at a third birthmark of salvation. 1 John 4, verse 7 and 8, it says, Be Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and every one that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. And he that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. Look in verse 20 and 21. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, well, man, he said that twice. You know, sometimes we don't like people to really be blunt with us when it comes to dealing with things like this. We, we want to, you know, don't call me that. What'd you call me? I'm always messing around with some of the teenagers and kids in the church, and they'll be walking around, and I'll just catch them off guard, and I'll say, what'd you call me? <laughs> when their eyes get big, you know, and I'm going, I'm just kidding. Well, you know, you know what God's called us if we don't, uh, if we're not obedient and keep not his commandments, and if we don't love one another? Look what he said. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God whom he hath not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God loveth his brother also. Listen, I don't think there's any question at all about how God feels about his people. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him, what? Should not perish. Why did he do that? Because he loves us that much. God loves the world. But he loves his own. Uh, listen, he loves his children in a special way. Listen, I love my kids. I, I mean, I love all the kids around here. Uh, they're awesome. I, I like, I mess with them. I, I, you know, joke around with them and all those kinds of things. But listen, I love my kids in a different way, a special way. Why? Because they're mine. I love my grandkids. Why? Because they're mine. Listen, but I'm here to let you know it's the same with God today. If you're a born-again child of God, God loves you in a special way. Why? Because you're His. And listen, and if He loves you and you belong to Him and you're not any of these things, listen, you're going to get a whooping. Why? Because He said, He whom He loveth, He chastens. He whom He loveth, he chastens. He whom he loves, he chastens. You know why I, I chastened and, and gave my kids a whooping when they were growing up? Because I love them. Did I like it? Yes. <laughs> no, I did not. Sometimes people think, man, you know, parents, that, that, listen, people, I've had parents say to me, listen, I just love my kids. Too much to do that. God said, he whom he loveth, he chastens. Listen, we chase in different ways. Sometimes it calls for a whooping. Sometimes it doesn't. Amen. But listen, chastening still comes. And I chasten my kids because I love them. 
Listen, if you love your kids, you'll chasten them. But I want you to understand if you belong to God today and you're not living for him like you ought to and if you don't bear these birthmarks as his child, he will chasten you. Yeah. He don't like it, but he'll do it. You see, we were bought with the blood of his only begotten son. We was talking about this in Sunday school this morning about uh, about how the Lord, listen, in Ephesians 5, uh, 17, I believe it was, it said, tells us that we were bought, bought and paid for by the love of, or by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and folks, God loves his people. And the significant thing about that is that when he, when I was saved, Romans chapter 5 and verse 5, it says that the love of God was shed abroad in my heart by the Spirit of God. Amen. That means that God gave me a love like the one that he had. And folks, listen, I can't help but love you. Listen, God, you have to love me. Amen. You have to love me. Why? Because God said you did. You may not like me sometimes, but you still got to love me. There's sometimes I don't like my kids. Amen. But I love them. You know why? They're my kids. Do I always like what they do? No. But I love them. You know why? They're my kids. Yeah. You understand that that's exactly the way God loves us. Yeah. Why? Because we belong to him. But listen, that's the way God made me. When he saved me, he made me that, that to, to, to love all these people. And, and listen, that we're to love one another. Does, does people always treat you right? Is there somebody in here that's rubbed you the wrong way? I, probably, and if they haven't, they might. But I want you to understand, you still need to love them. And listen, and by the way, you ought not walk around harboring something. You ought to go get it right. Amen. Listen, that's why Central Park Baptist Church has such a sweet spirit today because we understand the fact that we are family and that we love one another. We're not going to let anything drive a wedge between us. Yeah. And that comes from being like our Father. Listen, have we always done the right thing? Absolutely not. Have we been disobedient? Yes. But you know what? The Bible says that God loved us while we were His enemy. He loved us even though we did things that hurt Him. Yeah. He loved us even though we didn't try to get along with Him. He loves us even though we rejected His offer of friendship. He still loves us. And God put that same kind of love in me, in my soul, when I got saved. And listen, if you don't have it, then you ought to try to find out why. Why? Because it's a birthmark. 1 John 5, 1, go over there. It says, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ, here it is, is born of God. Man, listen, how I'm I'm born of God. And and as a as a, a, a child of God, listen, I have received his nature. And it says, And everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. You know what that means? That Brother Marco is begotten of God. And if if I'm begotten of God and he's begotten of God, that I love him. Yeah. Isn't that the way it ought to be here in the, in the family of this church? Absolutely. Listen, if that doesn't describe you, then something's wrong. Yeah. 
If these birthmarks that I've mentioned aren't evident in your life, it means one of two things. Either you're not saved, and only you know that, uh, or you're backslidden. And my Bible tells me what God does when folks get backslidden. The Bible says he breaks them. Have you ever been broken by God? I have. And I didn't like it once. You know, my dad always said, if you give your, whoop, give your kids a whooping, you whip them to the point that they are glad you stopped. And when that happens, you know you've done the right thing. Talk, listen, God don't just walk up and say, oh, stop it. Now, wait a minute. If I was doing something wrong, my dad or my mother would usually grab me by the arm or they would, you know, they would, what's called, wring a hunk out of you. And maybe some, you, they would take these two fingers like this and they would grab you on the arm somewhere where there's fleshy, you know, a little fat. And then they would take it and they'd pinch you between them two fingers. And, and they did that because this thumb gives you a little more leverage on that finger. And you can push it together. And then when they got a big old hunk of flesh, they'd go. And they would wring a hunk out of you. And man, it would leave a mark. Oh, it would hurt. You know why I did, they did that to me? Because they loved me and they wanted me to do the right thing. It, they were trying to chase me before I went to the woodshed. And, you know, we're here today, and we're here to examine ourselves to see today if we have the birthmarks of a child of God. Eighty percent of children born in this flesh has birthmarks. A hundred percent of the children of God ought to bear birthmarks. Everyone. They ought to bear the birthmark of holiness. They ought to bear the birthmark of, uh, of obedience. And they ought to bear the birthmark today of loving one another. Listen, um, it's simple, but God said it's important today. Can I ask you a question? Do you have any birthmarks? Yep. I, I, if I, I, when I started studying, I thought, Lord, help me to bear all three. I don't want just one. You know, one out of three, that's not bad. No, wait a minute. That is bad. You need all three today. Can I ask you something? Are you saved? Do you know that you know that you know that you're a born-again child of God? If you know that, then do you bear these three birthmarks? If not, I want to encourage you today. Why don't you come? Don't, don't wait too long because the chastening of God. God said he chastens those whom he loves. And if you're born again, he loves you. And today we're on this side of of God's judgment on get this side of God's chastening. And he's given us an opportunity to do the right thing. So if you need to come this morning, I pray that when the invitation is given that you'll come. Father, help us, Lord. God, I pray that your hand will be upon us this morning. I pray, God, for you, dear Holy Spirit. Lord, you know the hearts of people. I, I don't, God, but you do. And, and, Lord, they know. Folks that are seated here this morning, they know if they are saved or not. And, Father, I pray, God, that if they're saved, Lord, they, they know if they bear the birthmarks of a child of God. When we were born again, when we were saved, God, we, we were partakers of your nature. And, God, as partakers of your nature, we ought to be like you. We ought to bear some resemblance to you.
God, these are just three simple areas that John gives us, Lord, that, that people ought to see Christ in us. Oh, God, help us this morning. I pray, Lord, that you would move in our hearts and that we will allow you to do that today. So, please, God, give this invitation and I'll give you a praise in Jesus' name. Amen. While we stand and while we sing a verse of invitation, if the Lord speaks.